Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, you are the, quote, imaginative resonator. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, even know where the fuck that comes from, but uh, but it is, it is official. <laughs> it's, it's like documented. So we started using this new thing called Squadcast to record the show. You're welcome. And it allows us to see each other, number one. Number two, it allows it like it basically records stuff separately and then puts them together, which is basically what we were doing before, but it automates it, right? Yeah, a little bit less work, a little less work. And for some reason, <laughs> it has it has my email address under my name in the in the. It also lets us see like it has camera that doesn't record, but we can see it. And under me, uh-huh. it has my name or has my email address. And under yeah. Lance, it just says for no reason, mm-hmm. apropos of nothing imaginative resonator which i thought that you typed that in i swear to god i did not type that <laughs> what is it like is this just like uh you know like the, the lauren ipsum delore have you ever seen that like it's it's latin no. for something and it's on like different computer programs like word processors where there's like a mm-hmm. block of text it'll okay. be a block of latin and okay. it always says that like lauren Ipsum. I know that when you start a pod or a blog, it, it, it puts stuff yeah. in the page. That's with it. It's all a bunch of consonants. Yeah. And and normally it's this lorem ipsum delor. Uh-huh. It's placeholder text yeah. commonly used in the uh, mm-hmm. publishing industry is what it is. Yeah. Okay. So I, what, like that's what this is like. It's just like a thesaurus that just pulls out an adjective and a noun and puts them together and you are now imaginative I, resonator. That's going to be my new uh, Instagram handle. I love it. I think that'd be great. <laughs> Let's see if there is an imaginative res- resonator on there. Hold on. I got to see if it's already taken. Oh God. I'm going to be really jealous if it's gone. Ima- How do you spell imaginative <laughs> resonator? No results found. It's yours. You can have it. You can have it if you want it, buddy. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> it I depends on how much of that stuff that you're that's in your glass that you're drinking. So, uh, yeah, tell us what's in your glass, buddy. Oh my God, it's uh, um, uh, fruit juice. Fruit you ju- ever had a juice box? <laughs> I have had a juice box. Best it's been a while. Juice, juice box ever. No, I I spent the day. Um, so my wife Holly is looking to change careers because dentistry fucking sucks ass, and it certainly so does right now. About a year or two ago, she was able to donate time uh, to go to a winery, Pondera Winery in Woodenville, Washington. Anybody that's in the neighborhood or just wants to travel and enjoy a great um, vintner, uh, Pondera, and. Um, so this is the time of year they've uh, they had everything in you know uh, barrels and then they moved it to steel barrels and now it's time to bottle 
And um, she said last week, says, hey, you want to go to the Pondera Winery and um, bottle? And I'm like, fuck, what else am I going to do? Watch more Netflix? Because I've been doing that nonstop for <laughs> six weeks. So even if I hated wine... Better than nothing. Yeah. I'm going. But the, the truth is, it was, it was a, it, it's a great people, great group, great everything. So we got up the crack of dawn, which crack of dawn now is seven. To be, before it was four thirty. Now Crackadon is seven, and uh, got in the car and drove out to the winery in Woodenville, Washington, and we just sat there. It was it was, it was fucking amazing. I, I I loved the TV show. I don't know if you ever watched the show uh, How It's Made. Yeah, on for Discovery. sure. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed the one on dildos. Loved it. Love it. it. Oh, that was the like the 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 high point was the dildo episode. But to the but that the winery was awesome and it was so it was it was cool i lived uh, an episode of how it's made it was so cool <laughs> so, so were the were these you said they were in stainless steel uh-huh so are we talking whites what are we talking all of it so we did uh, a white a uh, no we so we did a viognier and then a a, 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 Chardonnay. a red a v, is it a red mountain viognier no it was it was uh, no, where's, I mean, where do the grapes come from? It's not red mountain. It might be the, in the red mountain, it, it's Eastern Washington. There is some red, uh, there is red over there. Um, so it did the Viognier and then we did the Chardonnay. And then after that, we did the Rosé. After the Rosé, we did the, we did nine different types of grapes. So, um, and then we did the Malbec, we did the Syrah, we did the... Oh, they uh, pull a lot from Columbia Valley, it looks yes, like. Yes, yes, yeah. Their website doesn't have their Viognier, so I don't know if their Viognier oh. is coming from Red Mountain or if it's coming from Columbia Valley. It should be, it should be from Red um, in that area. So even their reds were in stainless steel? They, do they use any French oak at all? We start start with French oak. I, I, okay. I'm honestly... And then I don't they pull it out. It. Yeah. I don't know how many months in red oak that there are sure. uh, French. And if oak. it's I think new they, red, if it's new yeah. French oak or, or old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many months they're doing, whether it be 12, 24, 36 there. Uh, the Viognier was a 2019, but I know the Malbec was 2017. So, so they're, they're Chardonnay. I'm looking at it here. <sighs> See if it says what AVA it comes from. It doesn't say where the grapes are from. Most of it is Eastern Washington, Columbia Valley, um, Red Mountain, Stillwater. Um, I, I don't know enough. I don't sell the shit. I just, oh, wait here. Wine information. Columbia Valley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 50, the, the Chardonnay is 50% new oak, mm-hmm. um, which means they'll use a new barrel for, for half of their, half of their aging. Right, the Viognier is what I'm interested in because Viognier is pretty rare. You don't see a lot of Viognier. Not a um, ton. I don't. I don't love it, but I'm not a big white fan. It's a so. summer. It's a summer wine. Yeah. Um, it's Columbia Valley as well. Mm-hmm. Only stainless, um, okay. so it's not going to have any any of that sort of earthiness to it. The buttery, um, all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so shards. Are, I mean, shards are hit or miss depending on on kind of. Mm-hmm. I you know I we have some good shard that we like and every time we open it, we're like, God, why don't we drink this more? Um, hmm. But you know, it just kind of gets pushed to the side a lot for, for the mm-hmm. reds for me. I see you, you're drinking a red. Mm-hmm. So are you, are you, what do you have right now? Do you have a red blend? Honestly, I, I cracked open the Behringer because we didn't want to do a, uh, <laughs> <the> Pondera. <laughs> we wanted to age it more. 
Okay. All right. That makes sense. So what were you, what did you bring home? Oh, we, oh God, I didn't even know. I was just donating my time. I didn't even know they were going to pay me in wine. Yeah. And so we came home with a case and we could have one of each, but because the two of us were there, we got two of each. Nice. So I don't, and I just had Holly just choose for me. Okay. So I'm looking, they've got one called Prima Donna that was 2014. Did not uh, do the Prima Donna. Yeah, it's 54% Merlot. I'm not a huge Merlot guy. She always um, not a fan of Merlot, so we I doubt we got any Merlot at all. So their, their Cab Sav looks pretty good. Probably would have got a that. a couple of different vineyards. She's a big fan of Mal, her Malbec. The Malbec is her favorite of the group. Um, I think we got one, maybe two of the Love Potion Number 9, which is kind of a blend, but it's it's crazy good. Uh, oh, lo- all right. Here's all right. 2016 Love Potion Nine, ninety percent Cab uh, Cab Sauv, five percent Merlot, five percent Petit Verdot, which is it, it, that that actually makes a big difference. It it really it really rounds that that out. Their Malbec, uh, 2016, pretty wow. Their Love Potion Number Nine is a hundred dollars a bottle, hundred nine. Yeah, we we. Dude, I would have just, loaded up on the case of that. For a, they 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 said we couldn't have too much of that. Well, uh, we got their their Syrah is gr- fantastic. So uh, we got. Uh, I do like a Syrah. Two, it's a Southern Rhone uh, varietal. New Syrah. Yeah, Syrah is is uh, a, a really good Syrah. Is nice. I, I mm-hmm. my one of my favorites is a GSM, which is a real Southern Rhone uh, mm-hmm. kind of wine. And so the G is Grenache, the S is Syrah. And the M is Mavedra, and it's a very, very typical blend that you'll see. Yeah, we, we Syrah can be really rich. Yeah, we did a, a whole bunch of GSM. Um, I don't know that we took any home, but we we bought. Oh, uh, apparently we got two. Uh, she's eavesdropping, and uh, we got two bottles of the GSM. Okay, so what is their GSM? Um, I'm looking here. Living the dreams. Uh, Holly's asking me, do you want any? We can send some to you. Um, if you send me some, I'll send you some back of other stuff. Okay, done. So whatever you have that you want to share, yeah. you send me some. I'm I'll going send you to some defer back. to Holly's judgment because uh, I I like a bunch of stuff. I'm not as discerning as her. She's taking the the classes on all the stuff, and I agree with all of them. Here's the thing. <laughs> She says, message her. I will. I will okay. do that. All right. Um, here's the thing about wine. Okay. Is Lay it on me. It, people make it real complicated. Yes. And it doesn't need to be. It drink doesn't. what you like. Yes. If you like the Behringer Red, fucking uh-huh. drink it. Like, Behringer is fantastic. It's like, you know, we have, Andrea buys a lot of, of nice wine and she has some of her favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes she'll spend, you know, she'll buy a half a case at, Four and five hundred dollars a bottle, and that gets wow, you know, put up, and we open it on special occasions. And okay, we we had a deal here. There's a, a, a liquor store here called Twin Liquors that does a semi annual or a like a biannual big wine sale where everything's like fifty okay. percent off. Wow! And so they have a a room now, in wh- the back. Why would you buy any other day than that? Well, yeah, that's a thing. But so <laughs> so they don't have full selection that day okay. unless you you got to right. get there like first thing because stuff's just going. But yeah. They have a, a couple locations around town and, and they have a fairly even distribution between the two. So if you go to the location that's not in the uh-huh. nicest part of town, uh-huh. everybody just buys the cheap stuff and leaves the expensive stuff. Mm. So we went okay. and I picked up like a bottle of uh, 2015 Opus One 
for oh, okay. 200, 200 bucks, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, or 175, something like that. Like you would never get Opus one for 175, 175 bucks. Um, so we both spent probably 2,500 or so on it. Jesus Christ. Um, and we opened, we opened one at our wedding. Um, we opened a, uh, and that was a Friday. Our wedding the was Rona? on Friday. <laughs> yes. Our wedding was March 20th. It's now been a month or so. So we opened a Verite, um, which is a, a, uh, I believe it's a Sonoma vineyard. Um, and we had gone which there. Which means with, in French, it means truth. It does. I believe Latin as well. Okay. Which um, is- we had gone there and we had gone there probably in 2013 with an oral surgeon in Dallas named John Wallace, who's, who is the smartest wine mind that I know. He's absolutely a genius. He, he's a, a brilliant oral surgeon and he knows more about wine than he does oral surgery. That's amazing. I got a buddy in Sonoma. Uh, Wayne, shout out to Wayne Sutton in uh, Sonoma. Uh, my God, he knows more about wine than I ever will. So we, we'd gone to this place called Verite and we pull up and for this tasting and there, it's like in this beautiful like picnic table under this huge oak tree and they have like paella that they've made for us. And they, they have three vintages that they sell, Le Joie, Le Muse, and La Desire. And they have them all poured for us, just kind of open and breathing. And you could smell it like as you walked up, like it was that fragrant. Nice. nice. And we tried everything. It was amazing. And then we get like the list to, or the, 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 the sheet to order what you want. Uh And it was like to order it from them was like $495 a bottle. And it's like 2013. Neither of us really Uh had any money. So we didn't get anything. Yeah. So we go to this Twin Liquors for their biannual sale, their bi-curious sale. <laughs> and they had four bottles of Le Joie for like three fifteen each. And I was like, shit, we, like, we've, wow. we've had this year, we've had this wine. It was amazing. We couldn't uh-huh. afford it then. We're uh-huh. getting it now. And that was the bottle that we drank for our wedding. Was a nice. bottle of Le Joie. So we've got we've got three more of them. So awesome. Um, that Fantastic. may be kind of our anniversary thing for the next few years. Um, That's very cool. But I don't know. Like it's th- there's just something about it. Even you know it like it doesn't have to be expensive. Like it's just whatever you like. There's something Which about it, pouring it. There's something that's about the thing about wine. It. I mean, there are so many times where that that fifteen dollar bottle sure really pretty damn good. Great. Yeah. I yeah, love. I, I love we've you- opened. A fair amount of 80, 90, 100, uh-huh. $200 bottles that are like, eh, all right, it's fine. Yeah. Eh, whatever. But like we'd rather, there's a $35 bottle we'd rather rather have. Well, what's so funny is you put the, the you do the t- the Pepsi challenge shit in, in people and you get the, the $10. I, I the can't 30. tell the difference between wine and Pepsi. Just FYI. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can, but I, 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 I do pass that challenge. There are days, and I guess depending on how many I've already had, you know, there are going to be times. But but honestly, what's what's so funny is you get the people who will will start talking about the notes and the bouquet of stuff, and, yeah. and they'll, they'll choose the the ten dollar over the eighty dollar. Wallace like, can really taste. Um, Wallace is you can. So here's the here's what makes if you want to like really get good at wine and and get to uh-huh. the point of like being a psalm, being a sommelier. Okay. All right, um, I'm on it tasting blindly. And what I mean by that is uh-huh. there's a lot of clues about what wine you're tasting by looking at it. Obviously, okay. like, is it a red or is it a white? Is right. it thick? Does it I'm blend? good at that. I, I can do the right. white versus Sediment. red. 
You're batting at uh-huh. least 50% on that one. Uh, well, maybe 20 for me, but still. But if you put them where you can't t- see what you're tasting, uh-huh. um, John can, with about 80 to 90% accuracy, tell you what you know, like what type of wine is it? What varietal uh-huh. is in it? Yeah. If it's a blend, he can come close to telling you what's in it. I mean, no one can really tell you without looking at a label. Have you 45% ever seen the, cab, all have you ever seen the movie Bottle Shock? Yes. Love the the movie. That yeah. Gustavo is, is fucking, it was amazing. It was partly contrived, but um, there are people out there that fucking- There are people out there. I think they're super tasters. There, I, I really do. People, I think- Yeah. I, I watched the movie- Better hear on your site. You ever watch that Tom documentary? It, yeah. yeah, and those dudes, and there's like, oh, that's that's oh, that's old world versus new world versus, I mean, unreal, I cr- crazy, and I don't, I don't care enough to spend the time to get there. But no, it's a cool. career. It's it, a career. It, it's like it's going to dental cool. school. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool that you can do that. I don't really. I'm not um, Viognier would be one of those that would be on like one of those Sommet yeah, exams because it's not sure. a very common one. Yeah. It's, they're always going to throw you like a curveball, like a Viognier and be like a Viognier from a weird place like Columbia Valley. Like that's not a typical Viognier yeah. place. And yep. so that's, you know, that's a, uh, that, that would be For the sure. kind of wine that you would see on, on one of those exams. Um, I thought I would throw out kind of a, uh, a, a recommendation of a moderate, you know, a, a, a a, a bottle of wine that's great that you can open up and it's awesome okay. and it's not okay. going to cost you a ton. And then you, you've done a couple of the, of the, um, what was it? The Podesta? Who are they? Ponderosa. Ponder- Pondera. Pondera. <laughs> Which is a I, very common thing. They'll say Ponderosa because everybody loves Bonanza. I, and uh, John Podesta is, was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager um, who may have molested some children at some point. May or may not. Um, so we really like a uh, a wine from uh, Arrowwood, A R R O W O O D. Okay, um, they're a Sonoma uh, winery. Um, okay. they uh, have just a really really nice um, Cab Sauv um, that you can get at Costco for like twenty four dollars. Um, okay. and it's it's really nice. It's just a really nice Cab. You know, it it will hold up for a while. Um, you know, you can open it right away and it's fine. You can let it sit for a couple of years and it's fine. It's a great wine that you can open on a weekend. You can open it on a Tuesday if you want. You know, like we wouldn't open a what about really Thursday? nice bottle of wine on a Tuesday. Or Thursday uh, would be Thursday. But it's great Thursday wine. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's it, it's it's one of those wines that we probably have a case of it at any given time just to open up kind of it's it's like a table wine you know for us and it's 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 great but it's good it's really good so i it's would fine. recommend arrowwood they have it at costco generally um so check that I, out to it's be pretty totally honest available. costco's got a pretty fucking great selection they, they sell more wine than anybody else in the united states just and wine. but it's not just shit wine it's not like box no they've got Transia. good stuff it, yeah it's good shit so people shit on costco for many reasons Sometimes they're correct, but this is not one of them. It most of the time they're 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 in there. So give me like a twenty to thirty dollar bottle that you really like. Oh shit! Whatever Holly cracks open. Uh, okay. I'm looking. Uh, shit! I mostly just whatever she cracks open, and I'll I'll drink it. And I might disagree, but for the most part, I'll drink it. I remember sitting on the. Uh, 
patio at Arrowwood Vineyards tasting Arrowwood with Jeff Rouse. Nice. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I, the The wine itself is is secondary to the experience itself. I I went to Stag's Leap. I did both yeah, Stag's Leap, the so one with good. the apostrophe before the S and after the S. Yeah. Uh, they're both fantastic. Uh, I did Frog's Leap because it's a Rutherford area. It, it the, the whole Rutherford be crazy yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hell's yeah. Um, uh, I I'm a big fan of Chateau Montalena partly because of the movie. But uh, they they have some fantastic wines. So the 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 wines themselves are part of the experience, but not the entire experience itself. And uh, if you get the opportunity to, to hang out in Napa Valley, it's it's an amazing opportunity. And if you have someone who's from there or knows the area well enough to to take you on the the, the journey yeah. itself, it's kind of like it's one really of those huge. Uh, peyote experiences. You need someone to take you on the experience with you. You need a, like a Sherpa. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because you might vomit all over yourself, but at least someone is there to help you through it. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So uh, yeah, I try some. You know, you're got some downtime. Uh-huh. Try some wine. Get into some wine. It's good so stuff. This, this is the time. This is the time. At Lance, I took a uh, another break from Facebook. Did you? I can't handle these hygienists. Oh, fucking hell. Me too. I mean, I mean, let's be Here, honest. I mean, I mean, it's Jesus. just. I, I don't want to get too too deep into it. Okay, but I, I blocked somebody uh, yesterday, uh, two yeah. days ago. I blocked someone. I I just a, many and there are many that are ready to go back to work and whatnot, and I applaud them. And you guys should be Not the mine. ones. Mine, yeah. mine retired. Here's the thing. <laughs> Fuck me, right? If you did not know that you were getting into a job mm-hmm. that had some uh, some risks when you got into it, you are dumb. You're a fucking moron. We've I think been bathing in people's spit idiot. for a hundred years. GV uh-huh. Black was bathing in people's spit. Uh-huh. And it's part of the job. And now I'm not saying, you know, if this was a disease that had 90% fatality rate, Cool. I get it, man. Stay home. Right. Yeah. But was, this was the Ebola. This is not that. I think too many people saw contagion. It's not contagion. It's not even contagious. Too many people are watching CNN. Uh, it's, yeah. I am so tired of Sanjay Gupta, who's, Fuck who, him. who, 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 at yeah. every chance possible, Remind you that he's a neurosurgeon. I get it, Sanjay. You're a fucking brain surgeon. I got it. Yeah. I I got it, Sanjay. You don't have to say it every four seconds. I got it the first time. But here's the thing that motherfucker is telling everybody to stay home, and his ass is still getting paid Mm -hmm. by CNN. So it's real fucking easy for him to sit in the top of his ivory damn tower Mm -hmm. when he's getting his full goddamn paycheck. Yep. So, Listen, Sanjay. Very easy. I get it. You're better than all of us. All of us, including you. But, and they have this whole fucking package for Sanjay, this like highlight reel that they show of Sanjay at some point. And he's got on like loops, like he's doing surgery. That motherfucker's not been in surgery in God knows how long. And then it shows him like asking Trump a question. And it says something about like, Oh, he's a father. And it shows him like holding some random white baby for some reason <laughs> in like a reverse Angelina Jolie thing. Not where even brown. He's dark and the baby's white versus the other way around. Okay. 
And it's like, I, all he does is tell people to stay home, stay home, stay home. And what he does not understand is that not everyone gets paid to stay home and not everyone can. Yep. And some of us have to do work and some of us have people that need us. And it's real easy for him to sit on, on Mount Pius and preach at everybody. Um, truth. If I ever see him in person, I'm going to punch him in the face in a a smug face. Make sure someone is videotaping this. I want to see this. So I just, I just don't appreciate him preaching, which is what he does every morning. He's on preaching. Um, and he talked about the other day, how his wife had to give him a haircut, but then he said, Oh yeah, well my wife's cut my hair since medical school. Yeah. She sucks. Well, bully for you, motherfucker. But not all of us have wives who are fucking hairstylists. Uh huh. Uh huh. She's and not fine. all of us are getting a six-figure paycheck from CNN every day or every uh-huh. week or every, you know whatever that are yeah. still employed. Yep. So I, I just don't appreciate that aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Of people shaming me because I have to work. I have to work. I have a business to run. Yep. And yep. when I got into this business. I understood that there were risks associated with it. Yeah, I, I I had no doubts there were risks. I knew that TB was a bad, hepatitis sucks, all that shit. And um, so there's if anybody is now suddenly scared, you're a moron. Yeah, it's always that's been the thing. scary. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> I don't know. I, I, <laughs> Someone said on one of the Facebook groups uh, the other day that uh, everybody needs... It's like called an OCAP meeting or something. Oh, jeez. I, I forget what it's called. Let me look. O- OCAP? What the fuck's that stand for? It's like the PPE meeting. The dental oh, PPE Jesus. meeting. Fuck. Okay. And it was... It was dentists don't know anything about this. They all... Every dentist needs to go to this. And it's... Uh, Great. It's, Sign me up. No, we the reason that you've not heard of any any like clusters of infections happening at dental offices is because we fucking know what we're doing. Yeah, none exist. Oh my god. There's so- there's no evidence of any transmission in a dental setting. So go to go to work. Today. I just don't I get it. If if you're uncomfortable, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. 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 However, you have to understand that dental practices need to see patients. Yeah. They don't exist without them. And you may say, yeah, oh, my boss got the PPP loan. He did, or she did, maybe, uh-huh. Uh-huh. if they got their application in time and had all the T's crossed and I's dotted. Okay. But they have to use all that within eight weeks. Right. Which means you have to start working at some point. Uh Uh-huh. And so if you're not comfortable with that, that's fine. Resign. Yeah. Time time to to find a new career. Any career. It's just not in healthcare. What is what's your state looking like right now? Fuck, I, I was told, originally it was May 18th, and I was hopeful for May 4th, and I just got word uh, earlier today, uh, May 31st. We, the, our fucking Inslee joined the, the coalition, Oregon, Washington, uh, and California. We're all going to join together and do everything together. And 
Oregon had said June 15th. So I was thinking, oh, great. It's a whole month after Washington. My governor sucks less than your, your governor sucks. And yet that governor said, okay, May 1st, just like California. And then Inslee joined, jumps on the board. Um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable with this. Uh, we're going to extend it. Fuck you. By the way, it's OSAP. I don't care. <laughs> uh, let me find. I just saw what it. So I, I honestly, I think Jay Inslee is a, a fucking moron and ran for president this term, but sucked in the in the polls and and everything and bailed. But I think he's he's posturing for in four years, and that's why if he delays, he gets a chance to have more face time. Everybody will forget him if he just joins on with Oregon and California. Um. Fuck him. This state needs to open up. This this is stupid. It's the Organization for Safety and Asepsis Procedures. Yeah. What a banger that national meeting must be, huh? Yeah, I still don't care. It sounds like a great time. Can you imagine no. the smoke shows and and uh and dime pieces that are at that meeting? That would be really, really high. Can you imagine the hotel like bar at that meeting? Just how fucking hopping that is? It's, nope. it looks like the fucking ghost bar. In, nope. in Dallas at the W Hotel, like just the, all the hottest people in the world are at that meeting. I mean, this must be... No, no, sucks. I mean, it just... Okay. Like people must just be dripping with pussy juice at this meeting. I mean, I, I, like how do you even get to the meeting? How do you even get to the rooms like when you when you can't even go turn around the corner like without getting laid at this meeting? Yeah, yeah. Um, life sucks for the those delegates. Yeah. It's it's not a pretty thing. Uh Jesus. Uh we're supposed to find out some stuff tomorrow. Um our our governor came out and said he wants everything open May first, but he's gonna uh-huh. default to the regulatory agencies within the state to come up with more specific instructions for those businesses. So um we have to wait for the Texas State Board of Dental Examiners. Um have have the Seahawks ever had like a running back with a fumbling problem? Yeah, yeah, uh, Ahmad Rashad. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah. He, he like Michael sucks. Jordan's friend, Ahmad Rashad. Oh no, Ahmad Green. Fuck, uh, Ahmad Green. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, Ahmad Green, and then uh, 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 Christine Michael. They just fucking fumbled all yeah. the time. Jesus the problem Christ. when you get a fumbling problem is that the problem only gets worse. It never get because right. it becomes a mental thing, right? Yeah, and, yeah, and it never gets any better. The State Board of General Examiners in Texas has like a fumbling problem where every time something comes up, they uh-huh. handle it worse and worse than the time before. And so now it's just the reputation of like, oh, if you hand the ball to them, they're yeah. going to fumble. Like you just assume it and and, and which makes them right. fumble it, it, it because it, it's like fucking confirmation bias. Right. But it, it's even more than that. And they're, they're like so in their own yeah. head. Totally. That. They so overanalyze things to not screw stuff up that all they do is screw up. So it's like, if you say, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up, then like, right. what's the first thing you do is mess up. Like, mess so up. that's exactly what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So tomorrow they're meeting to kind of give us the outline. They could say, right. Um, <laughs> only emergencies. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Abbott, who's our governor, Greg Abbott, and I saw a really funny tweet that was, um, well, if we've learned anything from this, it's that now everyone in the country knows who their governor is, which is great. <laughs> it's true. Yay. 
uh, Abbott had come out and said, you know, uh, May 11th was the day. Okay. And that, and it was like, it was very specifically worded for hospitals, like no procedures except life threatening. And the dental board just says, yeah, that sounds mm. great. Okay. And so they, they adopted that policy as well. Nothing but life threatening procedures. And that was the, the verbiage they used. And so okay. they've now gotten sued twice. Um, for oh, for that, because okay. nowhere in the governor's orders of life saving stuff did it say a dentist office. All it all it was referring to is hospitals, but they just copied and pasted it over. So they'll screw it up. I'm sure of it. So we'll see. Um, there's people in my state who just said we're opening May first. I was like, well, you you kind of have to wait until you hear from yeah. the state board because yeah. they may still screw this up. And so and you know, will. between governors and state boards, like. This is just not, none of this is going to go well. And and you, we're going to start having dentists that just revolt and, and just are in open rebellion. It seems pretty close to that already. That uh, And so, you, well, you've got that rebellion between the dentists and the legislators. Uh-huh. And then you've got the rebellion between hygienists and dentists. Oh, God. Interestingly enough, right. there's a group of, of employees that seem to be ready to roll. And those are the dental assistants. Yeah, yeah. For sure, they're like they're like fuck it, let's roll. And it like at least from why? what okay. I know, Ex- explain this to me. Why, 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 why are the hygienists so fucking hell bent on staying home? And the I think patients are like, let's go. They they claim that it's aerosol. Um, okay, so it, why do the assistants give no fucks? And the, because they because they <laughs> let's be honest, like many hygienists are the second breadwinner in the family. It's a, okay. it's a part-time job. It's a okay. side gig for them. All right. They can live without the money. Uh-huh. It's, you know, they probably are working. Many hygienists work part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, they can afford to be a pain in the ass. Okay. Whereas dental assistants can't. Dental assistants live like day-to-day, not only paycheck to paycheck, but day-to-day. Yeah. Um, and so they don't have the luxury of being a, being like that. And, and okay. so, you know, I, I just think it's like, I, I, and especially when you start throwing on the stuff that like unemployment and people are getting paid to stay at home. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. When you get paid more money to stay at home than you do to work, that's great. And I totally see why you want to keep doing that. But do you think that's going to happen forever? Like, do you really think this is going to keep going? And I think at infinitum, like this is going to, you have to go back to work. I think many of them do believe that it, it can go on indefinitely, that Big Brother government is going to um, pay for it. They're, they're, they're living life fantastically on un- unemployment. So as long as they can legislate that we can't go back to work, they get to suck the teat of the government and keep... Tasty teat. I, that's my favorite teat ever. It's and not I, my favorite ever. Really? Because... Because I kind no, of no Alexandra Daddario from the first season of True Detective. Okay, that's that's a mighty fine teat. However, it doesn't pay my rent. Well, no, but well, it could, it could. I mean, I mean, if she's you know, yeah. You know. So what's what's amazing to me is uh, these hygienists that are claiming this. Now, having said that, my own personal hygienist. Retired. She was so fucking scared of so what's going just, on. Yeah, but she has alternative um, revenue streams. Income. Yeah, right. So she has the ability to not be clinical 
And, and, and I don't blame her whatsoever. If I had a non-clinical job as a backup, I'd, I'd do that 100%. If I, I spent the day bottling wine, if, if I could pay all my bills with just doing that all day, I'd do that because fuck all you all, teeth suck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally get you. But that's like... <laughs> but it's not reality. The reality no, is... No, it's just not reality. And at some point, reality is going to kick in again and everyone's going to realize that life has to get back and, and you know, yeah. we, we just can't keep doing this. So you would go do wine if you could. Yeah. Fuck anything, but wine seems to be the most logical thing because I have experience in it and can, but yeah. What would you do? I would love to say I'd love to do comedy, but there's like, it's, I can throw 75 miles an hour and I've seen, yeah, Nick up close through 105. 95, and so it's like, I, yeah. yeah, I can't. Number one, I can't do that. Number two, I don't live in LA, yeah. um, so it's really, really hard to do this. Yeah. Um, <sighs> fuck, I don't know. I really don't. I, I really, I don't have a plan B, so I have to do plan A and plan A one. Because I would love to write a novel. That'd be cool. Um. The problem, I mean, like full on no one fiction? makes any money writing. Yeah. yeah. Fiction is the hardest thing, thing to do with, as far as books. The nonfiction is less uh, competition, but fuck, I'm not a historian. Yeah. I would love to write a novel. And I saw that that was one of Glenn Vo's goals. And so I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck that. I'm fuck that. I'm out. <laughs> or anything, I can, I, no, related, I can write. I could write a better novel sitting on the toilet than that motherfucker can write. <laughs> exactly. Come at me, Glenvoe. You're a huge piece of shit. Yeah, fuck um, you. And your novel, if you ever write it, is going to blow ass. Um, <laughs> just so hard. It's going to be so terrible. It's going to suck. Um, what have you been doing during the break besides bottling wine and watching Netflix? Jesus Christ. Um, I binged all of Netflix. All of it? Well, Netflix. I mean, I, I did... Um, well, every everybody did Tiger King, and then I did yeah. I did the what was the pharmacist the dude that uh, blew the lid on uh, the opioid epidemic in New, New Orleans. Um, he, he blew what? <laughs> the whole he blew blue whale. Blue whale. Uh, I'm finishing up uh, Frankie and or Grace and Frankie because my wife already had and I need to catch up. Don't know it. Who's in it? Oh. Uh, Fuck Jane Fonda. It's like an all star. Uh, Ethan Embry, Jane Fonda, um, <laughs> Lily Tomlin. Your first two polls are not all stars. Just FYI, it's an <laughs> all star cast. Okay, uh, it's P- got P-Star. the fucking dude from uh, Empire Records yeah. and Hanoi Jane. No, the the main stars uh, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, and then um, you got uh, Martin Sheen. With the dude from All Star uh, Cast in 1976. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hanoi Jane. Jane. Yeah. Hanoi. Yeah. Hanoi. That was before my time. Okay. Um, Um, It's very funny. So, would that be your suggestion if you were suggesting to our listeners of of something to binge? No, I was catching up to my wife. So it, it's funny, but uh, it wouldn't have been so, my first. So, choice. give me your suggestion. If you had, if you had to tell somebody something to binge, what would you, uh, would you hit uh, them with? Go. 
God, I, see, I just spent a shit ton on that one, so it's hard, hard to say. Uh, Bosch, I'm a big fan of Bosch, and uh, I've read a little following book. the the uh, abstract artist Hieronymus Bosch. Hieronymus Bosch, the the Belgian artist who's fucking crazy as fuck. He was his, crazy. His art is weird. Very but, weird. Um, Harry Bosch on uh, uh, Michael Connolly books, and then they they made a couple series out of him on Amazon. I, I think actually he was one of the first Amazon originals. Okay. Uh, and uh, so it's I been think going it's on. Titus Welliver is the. Uh, Titus Welliver is, is the star, and he's fantastic. Yeah, okay. He is fantastic. That's um, a great fucking name. If you have that name, like, how just, could you be anything other than super, super cool? Yeah. 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 From all I can tell on all the interviews and stuff that I read about the guy, he's fucking as awesome as his name. Nice. So, uh, big fan of Bosch. Um, read the books first because they're amazing. Michael Connelly is awesome. So, do Bosch. Do uh, Frankie. Grace and Frankie's cool. It's fine. Um, what else did I do? I, I binge. What did you binge? I've got... So, I've got something I'm kind of obsessed with at the moment. Okay. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's also a book written by Stephen King. Um, I watched the series first. I'm now reading the book, and the book is amazing. It's way better. Um, I wasn't going to read the book, and then Michael Nugent told me to read the book. Um, and he is right. It is better. Um, but the series is great. And and if you don't want to read the book, don't feel like you have to. Just watch the series. It's really good. It's called 112263. Huh. Have you heard of this? I have not. It's got James Franco as the star. Um, don't let that turn you off. He's actually really good in it. No, I'm, I'm a fan. I love Franco. I like Franco. I like yeah. James Franco. And, and after, he, he has to be in the right thing. Yeah. And, and after fucking watch or listening to the six episodes of the freaking podcast on the left uh, on Kennedy, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. this is all the Kennedy. Show. It is. Okay. It is. So um, it's about a guy who finds a time portal Ooh. that takes you back to like, September of 1960. And so he goes back to try to save John F. Kennedy. Um, and it's really good. Uh, and the book is just freaking spectacular. Really? Okay. It's so good. Yeah. So I've actually been doing the audio book um, and then uh, am rewatching the series as I go through the audio book. And they're actually fairly different, um, but, really? Uh, okay. but really good. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that. So if you like history, if you're into Kennedy stuff, um, it's not a comedy, so if you're expecting like a James Franco and um, who's that fat guy Seth Rogen that he's with all the time, it's not it's not that at all. It's okay. really not that, uh, but it's really good. It is, uh, and it's like actually it's, it's a Stephen King book, um, but it's not horror at all. Okay. Um, Interesting. So if, that was kind of my thought. I like Stephen King because yeah. um, you just assume Stephen King is for sure going to be horror, and of it's course. it's really not. Um, so really well done. So okay. that's eleven twenty two sixty. But I mean, at the same time, Shawshank Redemption was a Stephen King. But sure, yeah, but many people don't know Shawshank is is Stephen King. Oh, okay. So, All right. um, it's yeah, really, really good, really, uh, really enjoyable. Cool. Um, you had an interaction with a celebrity. Well, I, I had an interaction with a few people. I, I wanted, I wanted some feedback. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Do um, we? I, 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 I is, is this, I don't, I'm not sure exactly where you're going, but I, I think we're going the same route. I, 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 we, we put it out there, getting some feedback because I wanted people to give me their honest opinion on the, on, on the podcast because, you know, I look at the stats. I don't think you look as much as I do. And I look at the stats going, oh, oh, what's this mean? What's this mean? 
and and I'm like, oh, okay, I need some, you know, like a focus focus group. And so um, I actually have people send in some um, audio feedback, and um, we well, should probably listen to that. Yeah, right. let's let's first, do that first. Up, uh, Craig Harder uh, in Moses Lake um, sent in something. This is Craig, longtime listener, first time caller. Just wanted to let you know how disappointed I am that you call this an advice show. Your advice might as well be coming from the mouths of Periodonis. Even Gordon Christensen could give better answers. I feel like I've sat down at the junior high school lunch table with the cool kids and don't understand the inside jokes. Josh might as well be on a baking show and Lance should stick to reading his Yelp reviews. I give this shitty show three stars. Well, thanks, Craig. Thanks. That was great okay. feedback. Um, I'm not sure if that's what we want, but <laughs> thank you. I mean, honesty is cool. Honesty is really Honesty's cool. the best policy unless... Unless... Unless it's not, it's not good. And yeah. Keep it to yourself. And go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we also... There's a... Um, Hey, this is Brandon White in Ashland, Oregon. I'd like to take a quick moment to acknowledge that this podcast alleges it's for the average dentist, which we can all agree is exceedingly generous. It has verified my credo that I will never learn any new skill set unless I'll be instantly proficient. Just as it's confirmed, I'm pretty much sabotaging my own life. I think we can see clearly that's what's happening to Josh and Lance. One parting thought. Even the biggest pile of garbage burns with the most spectacular of flames. Peace out. Well, I mean, that's that's honest. That was that's that's one way to say it, I guess. Well, I mean, it may not be the way my mother would like to hear it. Said. I mean, thank you. I mean, I don't know where to go. Okay, so I thought maybe we need a female perspective. What's up, Lance and Josh? It's your favorite Canadian Irene here. Uh, your podcast sucks. It reeks. It's terrible. I don't understand why you are still doing it. And I have five main reasons why I hate your podcast. Number one, you constantly speak ill of my people, Canadians and communists. We don't appreciate it. Number two, Josh, you can't seem to read a Reddit question in one breath that has anything to do with pounding. Like, talk about late bloomer much. Three, Lance, your in-depth knowledge about music has me lost often, very often, more often than not. Number four, you don't nearly do enough eating and drinking while recording. I don't understand how you're hydrated and fed. Number five, your advice sucks. I've tried to implement some of your recommendations, and all I do is get hate mail. No wonder your podcast didn't win 2019 Podcast of the Year. Piss poor excuse for a podcast, and I think you guys should just both stop recording. Have a nice day. Okay, she's not wrong. Um, She's never wrong. No. So, but in the meantime, what's, what's funny is as our podcast has actually had, um, we have, we have non-dentists and non-dental professionals listening. And, and this one, the celebrity one was a little interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm, this proud. one was crushing. Really. It was, it was, it was cool, but not. Yeah. So here we At go. At first it was cool. And then it was, holy shit, this is really not cool. Yeah. It's, well, we'll, we'll just listen. What's going on, guys? Uh, it's me, Jarrett, from your favorite band, Bowling for Soup. And this is a message for Josh and Lance that uh, your podcast, Working Interferences, really sucks. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, that wasn't very, that wasn't very, that wasn't designed to make me feel good. No, but I mean, okay. 
So it, it, it's good to have feedback, right? I mean, listen, did anyone like, I, I don't, I, Stacy's mom doesn't really have it going on. It's not well, that good of a song. So I don't know how much I value his opinion. But at the same point, that was Fountains of Wayne. Oh, <laughs> not even him? <laughs> they covered it because everybody, everybody complained. Everybody thought it was them? <laughs> yes. They finally covered it just because people thought Are it was... Are you serious? Yes, I am. Is this Mandela effect? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Fountains of Wayne did it. Bowling Are you for- kidding me? <laughs> Holy shit, you're right. I thought that was Bowling for Soup. <laughs> No, they did it only because everybody kept thinking it was them. Oh, my God. <laughs> the guy who wrote that song, uh-huh. he died of COVID. from coronavirus. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow, he looks like a fat Ali Sergi. Well, look up this guy, days. Adam Schlesinger. <laughs> I know. He looks like Ali Sergi if Ali Sergi was 60 pounds heavier and looked... Six ten percent more like a child molester. <laughs> yeah, holy it, shit, that's a tough look. Found I, I could have sworn that was bowling for soup. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. So what the hell does Bowling for Soup sing if it's not that song? <laughs> they're they're most famous for uh, 1985. And High School Never Ends. I need. I guess I'm gonna have to need a refresher on this. I swear to God, that was Stacy. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the first one to to think of that. Apparently not. That is Mandela effect, man. It's, it's totally Mandela effect. Baron Gruder got onto me because oh. I had posted something on the group on the uh-huh. on the funny shit group uh-huh. that was like Mario from. Like Super oh, Nintendo, yeah, yeah, telling kids to wash their foreskin. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And I said, "It's me, a Mario." And I like remember it in my head saying that. And he was uh-huh. like, "No, you dumbass! It's <laughs> it's a me, Mario." And I I hear it in my head. It's me, a Mario. Uh-huh. Like the the ah is in a different spot. And I swear that like it's Mandela effect. Yeah, it's totally Mandela effect. That's hilarious. We, you want to do like two minutes on a Reddit? Reddit. Yeah, we should probably <laughs> should probably actually do one. <laughs> I was like, we're going to do a 30-minute episode Shit. tonight. <laughs> 48 minutes later, we haven't even got to one. So, yeah. Uh, Reddit yeah. user SpinoHawk097 writes. Jesus and I'm going to give you two different reads on this. You tell me what you like. Okay. The tissue in the back of my mouth is tight. 
Hmm. I have that one. Okay. With like more of a question inflection because he does have a question mark at the end. The tissue in the back of my mouth is tight or this one. The tissue in the back of my mouth Mm. is tight. I don't know which one you like better. I think I need the rest of the question to determine what. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but the area connecting my top gums to my bottom gums, Googling an anatomy chart tells me it's the retromolar trigone. Wow. Feels tight. And when I open my mouth, it feels uncomfortable at times. Every once in a while, one side will tear, which is annoying, but not comfortable, not uncomfortable enough to hinder eating or anything. Is this something that happens to everyone? Have you ever seen a torn retromolar trigone? I, I'm, I'm going to go with no. It is not something that happens to everyone. You know who has seen one? He posted pictures of it. Oh. Do you know Danny Domain? I do. Danny Domain posted one, and I can't get into the circumstances around it. <laughs> okay. Because they were interesting, to say the least. Okay. But he had a fe- a woman come in uh, who tore her retromolar trigone um, mm. in a certain activity um, that we will not mention again. <laughs> okay. I've never I've never seen it. I've only seen the pictures of Danny. Okay. All right. We'll go with that. Of Danny's patient. Let me put it. Right. That. Right. It wasn't Danny Domain who tore his retromolar. Trigone. Well, allegedly, it was a patient of Danny. You don't know. Did. I do know because he told the story. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. (laughs) All right. Um, And and he had to suture it up. If you tore, I mean, no offense to Danny, no offense to this patient, but if I tore my retromolar trigone, I'd probably go to the ER. That's probably the first place I'm going to think. I don't think I would go to like, oh, let me call my, now Danny's a surgical stud. Yeah, clearly. But I do patients understand like how good at surgery he is to know that? I I I I doubt it. I mean, no offense, Danny, if you're listening, but most people don't know who the fuck people, people don't know anything. They, right. Awesome people are under the radar most of the time. So, wow. I don't that wouldn't be my first call. No. No. Now, if I was in is he in Lafayette, I believe? Shreveport, Lafayette, something. Louisiana. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in all of Lee, Louisiana is cool. So somewhere. Yeah. 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 I've been to, I went to the Waffle House there. I, was, I'm, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I were there and I tore my original truck going, I'd call Danny, but that's because I know he's a great surgeon. Exactly. Um, I, what would you do? So obviously he's not tearing it because it would bleed everywhere. Right. So he's just getting ulcerations. Right. Sounds like TMJ. Okay. Um, well, I guess the first thing, if, if I tore shit and I'm bleeding all over and my, my mouth is bleeding everywhere. That's why I don't think he, I don't think he tore it. Cause there's, he's just yeah. not talking about blood at all. And I don't even think he's really talking about the retromolar trigone. Okay. Um, feels comfortable. I think he's talking about like the pterygomandibular raffae. And yeah, I think he's getting that's like more likely. On that. That's what my my first thought is is that, but retromolar trigone is that like it's a fucking board question. Like yeah. no one no one talks about the retromolar trigone. 
Like I've never been at a lecture and been like, oh, this is a really important thing. Okay. True. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I hear that. Sure. I'm looking at some pictures. <laughs> I just Google image search retromolar trigone. Um, I guess it's, I mean, I guess it is the Terago mandibular raffi. Are those, are those two terms just synonymous? I thought the trigone was that little area. When you're doing a gal gates, you shoot for the trigone. Okay. So it must just like, I think a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these are mismarked. A lot of these illustrations are mismarked. Okay. Cause they're pointing to Terago mandibular raffi. Yeah. That that's, that's that one line. And you want to go lateral or medial to it when you're doing an IA. Yeah, every single one of these is pointing. The retromolar trigone is pointing at the tergo mandibular raffi. Okay. All right. Then, uh, okay. These are also like anatomy illustrations that show anterior two-thirds of tongue. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Okay. Lip mucosa. Like, it's these are very basic. Okay. Then, yeah. I'm gonna, so, I'm, he's he's getting like an aptus ulcer somewhere. Like yeah. posterior to a second molar. Yeah. That's what's Life, happening. Life sucks, but not enough to go in uh, during the co- during the Rona. You're staying yeah. home. Yeah. 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 So, so the, the retromolar yeah. trigone would yeah. be posterior to the pterygomandibular raffin. Right. Right. Seems like. And based on the uh, date of this, this is a whole, this is a Rona question. They're, they, they're just pissed off that their dentist ignored them during the Rona. Let's I would see what they have posted. Uh, they have something in the subreddit of knife making. Okay. 38,000 people in the subreddit of knife making, which I guess uh, I've seen mm. a show on history channel called forged in fire oh. where they just like make knives. Sounds cool. The least you could do is have some fucking hobos to stab with those knives <laughs> after you make them and uh-huh. like, see which knife stabs a hobo better. Isn't that the first thing you do for quality I mean, control? Like, let's make this interesting right, and stab right. some fucking hobos. Do you go for the brachial plexus or you go straight for the, the just, aorta? Just, or just get two hobos together. Uh-huh. Let's say you have two people making knives. Okay. You give one hobo one knife, you give another hobo the other knife, and you just say, like, last man standing. And there you go. You, they fight each other with the knife. Boom. That's Done. A, I, I would watch that show. I, I would have a, a season pass, a subscription to this one. Yeah, for sure. They have a post oh. in the subreddit of, I believe it's pronounced Publix, which is like a grocery <laughs> store in Florida. Okay. But I call it Publix. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I get it. Which are supposed to be famous for their pub sandwich or their sub sandwiches, the Publix sub sandwiches. <laughs> okay, cool. That sounds great. Um, I want to. Oh, here's a good one. Subreddit of singing. It's a great subreddit. 87,000 members. Oh, Jesus. I'm a woman, but I don't think I can do head singing very well. Any tips? Lance, do you have any tips for... uh, What the fuck is head singing? For head singing? I... Well, actually, maybe I kind of want to experience head singing. Um, Maybe. Hi, all. I loved singing for a long time, but never had any lessons, nor do I know anything beyond the basics. But I've been wondering for a while. I have a rather deep singing voice for a woman, I think. And at a certain age, my head singing is good. However, when I try to go too high, I find myself straining and occasionally my voice will crack. 
Is there something that can be approved on upon, or is that just how I'm limited? Um, let's just. I, should I Google? I don't know if I should Google. I. I feel that I, I'm gonna I feel have like, to. I think it's a dark path that you're taking. So there is something. There's you're a Wikipedia wrong. entry for something called head voice. Hmm. Um, right. in right. vocal music, the head voice, depending on vocal pedagogy, pedagogy. Sure. Is a particular part of the vocal range or type of vocal register or vocal resonance area. I, that tells me nothing. I guess it's a mm. note that you hit or something. Okay. I guess it's the head. It says like head voice versus chest voice. Developing your head voice, awesome. training your head voice. What is chest voice? What is head voice? Is, is what I'm saying. So I just want pictures. It says related search falsetto singers. So maybe the falsetto is the head voice and the chest voice is the baritone. Is that the really sure. low one? Sounds great. Okay. You're the one that knows all the fucking I, shit about music. I know. Fuck that. I, I, <laughs> I must so it, it says falsetto singer Frankie Valley is, is what, when, when you at the bottom of the page, when well, you head singing, that one's obvious. When you go falsetto, yeah, Frankie Valli is the first one you think of. But did Frankie Valli had have balls? No, they cut him off just so he can hit that high note. Did they really? No. Okay. <laughs> they could have. <laughs> um, I, I gotta find out more about this Publix. <laughs> Any, it says so. It's in the subreddit of Publix. <laughs> Any other managers like this? Delhi. So we are always scheduled shorthanded in the excuses that we talked a lot. So they had our hours cut. We went from getting out at night at 10, 15 to 1130. Something tells me it's a money thing. So less people have to be paid on a shift. If one person calls out, it messes up for the rest of the day. IIRC. Most companies schedule uh, one over than they think they'll need just in case. Do they? Um, in case someone does call out. He seems to think having one less than we need as a default is a good idea. What kills me is he'll spend five hours a day fixing the schedule, and yet we have no people. Also, he relentlessly pushes chicken production to the point where we toss 10 to 20 boxes out every night. I got to hit that fucking dumpster behind this Publix. You said chicken production? <laughs> we are constantly running out of basic supplies. We cook a case of popcorn chicken every morning for a cold pack tomorrow and throw 75% of the case. Um, so who's not buying this popcorn chicken? Jeez, I need I, to know this. I, I want some chicken now. I feel like I'm in a bizarro world because he seems to do everything backwards. I won't even speak on his relationship with the employees. I'm surprised he hasn't been fired yet. Does do any of his actions make sense to y'all? I don't understand it. And I'm thinking about switching departments every day. I come to work angry and I'm sick of it. Maybe I shouldn't care so much about the departments, but I hate to see it being run into the ground. If I didn't have higher aspirations, I'd be trying to run the place despite him. I think we all need to fall in love with the subreddit of Publix. I'm going to subscribe right now. Just because I, 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 I like the word Publix. But, um, but I'm joining. I've successfully joined. Awesome. Um, I think this is going to be great. Um, I I've, I've actually been to a Publix. Have you? Okay. And I've had a sub. Yeah. So we went to Seattle City Club Symposium in Amelia Island, Florida. So you fly into Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a great resort. The Ritz at, at Amelia uh -huh. Island's awesome. Yeah. But you fly into Jacksonville and you drive like 45 minutes. 
um, and you pass a Publix and we like were hungry. It was lunchtime. And I was like, I've heard some shit about these Publix subs. Let's go find out. And we went in there and the Publix sub was pretty good. Okay. Other than that, it's like, it's a grocery store, but they have this, I mean, they have like a nice deli counter. It is, it's but fine. it is cool. Yeah. So if you get a chance to have a Publix sub, um, I guess get one. Is it any salty? of our listeners that are in, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little, they have this creamy sauce. It goes on. It's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, any of our Florida listeners, sit us up with your Publix sub stories. Yeah, cream us on young guy. Okay. <laughs> I, so, I knew you were going to do that shit. <laughs> I had to. I, I was obligated. Fucking Henry Zabrowski on last podcast on the left made a joke about that joke last week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so just FYI, just so you know. Okay. All right. I'm a big fan of, well, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of um, No Dogs in Space now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which you expected. It's your fault. For sure. Since you pick songs for like three fucking weeks. Uh, yeah, it's your turn. I think I'm going to pick a song. <laughs> I think so. Um, I did a 60-minute Peloton ride today. On purpose? Um, yeah, I, if, it was a bitch. Um, wow. I had never done a 60-minute ride before, and so what they did is they just made the efforts really long. So they had like five, six-minute efforts, which okay. really sucked. But then you get like three-minute recoveries, four-minute recoveries. So that was better. Huh. Um, it was cool. It was good. And it All was right. a 90s ride. And um, have you seen that Peloton commercial where it's it's a brother, and no. he's on his bike, no. and he's singing? like the the On the bike, It's they're doing a class, and the music on, on his ride is... Ready or not, here I come. No. And it's like he's just belting it out, singing it as he's riding. No. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm fucking dying on that bike. I, that's the last thing I'm doing. No. But today on this 90s ride, they played a fucking jam. And I'm not gonna like I wasn't belting it out, but I was like, fine, this is my groove. Here we go. Here All we right. go. All right. Uh the song was Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. Nice. And it's just, no, it's that, probably the first time I've listened to it Jesus, in five years. That's a fucking great poem. It's so good. It's love, just so good. Fucking um, love that song. I mean, I love Wonderwall. Yeah. I sure. love Champagne Supernova. Sure. That's my uh, God, area. Don't Look Back in Anger is so amazing. That's an awesome song. That's He hits the head voice, I think. He does. Yeah, a little no, bit. It's, it's such a great song. It's so good. So we're going to do Don't Look Back hey, in Anger. guess what? From Manchester. Yeah, for sure. That's what you. That's what you tell your hygienist who's retiring. Hey, uh-huh. don't look back in anger. That's right. Um, we're just going to talk shit about you for ever. ever. <laughs> uh, so go drink a <sighs> bottle of Arrowwood. Watch okay. eleven twenty two sixty three. All right. Watch fucking Frankie and Johnny. Is that All right? What was the name of it? I don't know. I don't care. That's it. Was your show? <laughs> uh, Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie <laughs> with Hanoi Jane. Uh huh. Which is literally my if my mother sees Jane Fonda on the television, uh-huh. she will not call her Jane Fonda. She calls her H- Hanoi Jane. Well, as she should. I mean, it, I think I that's mean, an age thing. Though. I mean, fuck that bitch. I I honestly don't know anything she did besides the Thigh Master, and she married Ted Turner. That's Ooh. all I know about okay. her. Okay, well, Google that shit because you're going to be pissed. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you will. We'll check that out. Okay. Um, <laughs> for Lance Timmerman. <laughs> I'm Joshua Austin. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags.